I give it a five star. Why do I give it a five star? It's because I like it, right? This is what we call the multifamily rental. What is a multifamily rental? And I'm just gonna jump in into it and let's talk about the advantages and the disadvantages of it. What is a multifamily rental, right? Multifamily rental is when you've got a block of flats maybe, uh, that's a multifamily. So multi means many. So you've got many families in one property or we've also heard of multi-lets. So multi-lets, again, it, it might mean that you've got one house and you've got many tenants in there. We are not a big fan of multi-lets. They are, they are painful. Uh, room rental, like that, that's painful to manage, uh, but you can get some good yields out of it. You can get some good profit out of it, right? But let's talk about the disadvantages and advantages of multifamily rental. Lots of demand, yes, right? So we spoke about that two bed, one bath. It means that if there's 10 of them, you own everything, right? Monthly cash flow is high, yes, good, because obviously now your asset is much bigger. And your portfolio growth is faster, 100%, because now you're buying one block, right? And as you're buying one block, it means that the moment that you're going to trigger on into the next one, your number of tenants is increasing, right? And that's how we've managed to get to around about 200 tenants because we started buying blocks of flats much earlier, right? The other one is that from a vacancy perspective, if, if a couple of people don't pay you for whatever reason, and even if your rental guarantee doesn't kick in, it's not a total loss, right? So it's not a 100% total loss. So which means that you can weather the storm. As you're going along, you can weather the storm, right? Now, the tenant's type of it, depending on what it is, on what kind of a block of flats it is. And by the way, also remember on multifamily rentals, you can get like, let's say, um, uh, in some of these properties that, that, that I'm also found of, of finding, you get to have shops in the front and then at the back, you've got back rooms or you got shops in front um, and then on top, you've got residential. I also like that, right? And the other reason why I like doing that, uh, buying such kind of property is that you can actually have a business at the bottom and the people that are on top or at the back, they're also feeding in that business. So which means that if you, you know, a little bit clever, um, and I'm talking here about, you know, the, the cash flow. If you're a little bit clever, what you can do is you can have the, the, the tenants paying you rent. And let's say in the shop, you are actually also, um, another business, but you own the business and you become uh, a tenant to yourself. And in that business, you're doing other business in there. Because remember, if you're doing property and you're doing it very well, you've got lots of dead time in between, right? And that dead time, you can utilize it for other things. But that's just like um, a very, um, um, I want to call it an advanced uh, strategy. Uh, so you're doing multiple things on one property. However, also from a multi-family perspective, it comes with these pros and cons. Uh, it's also kind of like difficult for the beginners, guys that are starting off, because you're seeing this whole thing and you're thinking, oh, it is so big. Or no one in your family or no one in your circle has ever done this. So it is so far-fetched out. And that was one of my things, you know. I, I didn't have anyone who who had ever done it. So to me, it was so far-fetched out of my mind, right? But I also like this because 
it's one of those properties where you can do seller finance, right? The flip side of it is that it's difficult to find, it's difficult to bond. So it's difficult to find money in it, but it's good to do seller finance. So whilst you are sorting it out to make it pretty and all of those things, you can get to make the bank like the place. So there's so many of these places out there that you can go and find, um, find them in a very dilapidated place and you can actually bring them to life. We've got a couple of those that we have done in the, in the past. However, not a lot of people know how to manage this, these kind of properties, right? Uh, so it's, 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 it's very difficult to outsource the management part of it. This is why we actually started off uh, the business Frost Peak, where we self-manage. And we're also now starting to manage for other investors as well. So we don't manage for anyone else who's not an investor, for only for investors we will manage that. Okay. So these are kind of like the pros and the cons of this. And I want to take you to the fact that I spoke about seller finance, right? We have got a course that we have done, and that course, it's, it's literally 497 right and um, if you have ever done if you have ever done a one property or two properties right if you have done one or two properties i want you to type in in the comments there how many properties you have done and if you're looking for seller finance that's what i'd like to find from you so in the comments there i want you to tell me how many properties you've done this, I'm not going to do, give seller finance to someone who's done zero. You need to be doing fundamentals. But if you've done one or two, yes, you can go and do the seller finance course because you understand the process of, of, of acquiring a property. You understand the lingo. Now, I want to go in and show you this particular deal. It's a five star for me. Uh, I've got it out in box bag and literally, um, here i want to kind of like give you a step-by-step -step process because this deal normally this deal even seasoned investors they kind of like ask me tj how did you get it right okay so we're going to go through it very slowly a seller finance is called an installment sale right how did i find this property online again property 24 right now you know property 24 and whilst I was on property 24, I got through to my estate agent. There was literally one picture on there. And my estate agent took me to the place. It used to be a warehouse with offices. That's what it used to be, right? Next door to it is a double story. Next door to it is a church. Across the road, there's lots of rental places there uh, for commercial shops and other um, uh, two beds, one bath, and things like that. And I looked at it and I'm like, this warehouse is misplaced, man. It's literally misplaced. And I looked at it with my architect and I said, how can we make it a livable house? How can we make it a livable house? And we looked at it, we said, okay, fine. In the front, let's do shops. We said, in the front, let's do shops. So right in the front, if you're looking at my picture here, right here on this side, this is a shop, a long shop. That's another long shop. And we've got three tenants there who are shops, right? So they're retailers. At the back, we then made it all to be self-contained units, right? We're banking at two grand, 3,500 uh, on each unit there. But 
what happens is that, for instance, one of my guys who's actually renting for us, he's called Ali, he's got a shop where he sells groceries, all sorts of stuff, right? Guess who are his customers? It's the guys that are at the back. It's the guys, if we if we had uh, in upstairs, it would be the guys who are on the top, right? So having said that, we literally bought this property on an installment sale. Now, three things that you need to look, up, uh, look out for when you're doing an installment sale is that an installment stipulates from a time perspective that it mustn't be less than uh, 12 months and it mustn't be more than five years, all right? Less than 12 months and more than five years. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that it mustn't be less than three payments, all right? And then the last thing is that it has to be registered at the deeds office, all right? That's what an installment sell. And what it is is that it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a guideline that they give you, but it's now up to you with what I've just mentioned now and everything else that comes through with an installment sell. When do you pay deposit and all of those things? Who's going to be paying for rates and taxes? Again, that's what we, we talk about in this course here that we're talking about, right? So we unpack that in terms of how does an installment sale work? Not all properties will work for an installment sale, okay? So there's a number of things that fit an installment sale. The first one is that the property needs to be ready for an installment sale. So what do I mean by that? It means that if you look at it on the other side, if you flip it, the bank doesn't want to finance it. So which means that you can actually literally tell your, your, your seller that, look, I'd like to buy the property, but there's no bank that is going to finance this. Not all properties fit an installment sale. So there's a number of things that fit an installment sale. The first one is that the property needs to be ready for an installment sale. So what do I mean by that? It means that if you look at it on the other side, if you flip it, the bank doesn't want to finance it. So which means that you can actually literally tell your, your, your seller that, look, I'd like to buy the property, but there's no bank that is going to finance this. And for that reason, now you're one, you're kind of like 50% in into your installment sale. But you also need to look at the individual. Why are they selling? If they are selling uh, uh, highly distressed and they want the money now, then that's not going to work. Because the nature of the instrument sell is that someone needs to wait for their money. Now, let's come back to this deal. We bought it for 700, right? But we only paid 50,000 as deposit. And we said we were going to pay him at month 13, the 650. So which means that he was ready to wait out, which also meant that he was happy for us to move in and to turn the building into what we wanted. And that's exactly what we did. So for, for around about, uh, the renovation took us maybe about four months, four and a half months. And we were in the peak of winter in 2017, 18. And we worked hard. And eventually, we had three shops at the back, and we got 10 units at the back, self-contained. And all of those units now, they're giving us a rental income of 40,000. Okay. So month around about seven, eight, we started, we started talking to the bank. 
So remember, we bought it for 700. We've paid a deposit for how much? For 50,000, right? So deposit is 50,000. We're going to pay 650 in month number 13, right? However, in five months, we're now in, we have renovated the place, we now have tenants. Month number seven, we are 100% fully tenanted. At month number eight, we went to the bank. Month number eight, we went to the bank. We've got an installment sale, right? And at the bank, we said, can you finance our property? And then the bank gave us 1.5. When the bank gave us 1.5, remember, we still need to pay 650 to the owner of the property. Is that so? So you subtract now the 1.5 and you pay out the seller. So the seller, you pay them out. If you subtract that together with your 400,000 that you've got, right? Um, and together with the 50,000 of the deposit, how much are you left with? I want to see who's been paying attention there. So you got, you financed this for 1.5 1, 1 million, right? You bought the property for 700. You've got a renovation cost for 400. So how much are you left with? Oh, someone says 450, no, 350, no, 400 definitely, right? Led to 400, so 100%. Now, the 400 that I've got, this is not um, free cash. I want to say that it can actually be free cash if you want, because what happens now is that your, your rental, we said we've got a rental of 40,000 here, 39,998. Your rental can carry your bond if you take the entire 1.5. So which means that this 400,000, you can actually go out and utilize it for something else, right? So maybe I can go to Boxberg or even Kempton Park and I can buy a two bed, one bath, but this time around I'm buying it cash, right? Remember our first two bed, one bath, we bought it for 160, we added in another 50, so that was a 210, so you can literally buy that on cash. And now you've got 5,000. And now you've got two properties, one bond. Sneaky, eh? I know, I know. Now you see why I like these kind of properties and you see why we are saying that we like to give it a five star. But I think um, once you get that, that installment sale or the delayed sale, if you can convince the, the seller of doing that, um, then these type of deals are, they, they're really awesome. And they're everywhere. You, you can actually uh, find a, a lot of these, these around. And I think the trick is that I want to add though, is that, you know, when, when you want to, to get these, um, it's better to get them from a person that, where it's not their primary home. To try and do a, a seller finance with them because your where it's your primary home those guys might want to need their money immediately uh, because they want to go and finance a, a home that they may be moving provinces or whatever so they won't be open to doing this sort of thing my encouragement to you is that go and do the, the property fundamental course you know 
because the property fundamental course is designed to make you see what the normal eye sees, right? That's what that fundamental is all about. Remember back in the days, uh, for me, um, property was just as good as seeing developments. That's what I would see. Those were opportunities for me, right? But outside of that, I, there was nothing else that I could see. But because now I went to school and I got educated, I started seeing other opportunities. 